Hey, everybody, welcome back to The Wrap. Tom Mazaway, Clarence Black in our studios, our Jim Reels-friendly Chrysler Jeep Studios in Farmington. It's uh, the show after the Hank Aaron show, which I just absolutely loved. Yeah, man. Daryl Evans and the man who was on bass when Hank Aaron hit 715, and then Rod Allen, his 1984 teammate from the World Champion Tigers, joined us, and that Tiger was really legend, fun. Bro. I didn't know about Daryl Evans until I watched the documentary. I only know Daryl Evans because he's a Tiger legend. Do you know he hit 40 home runs to lead the league in 85? Yeah. As a uh, yes. DH, he was yes. always a first baseman, third yeah. baseman, comes to Detroit, uh, and just five had, great years with the Tigers. Just always looked like he had a face that was just, I ain't playing. He just, just his face was yeah. just... Just one of those just intense, just focused. and. But, you know, bringing back Hank Aaron, and I got his numbers in front of me, 305 average, 3,771 hits. Unbelievable. 3,771. 755 of those are home runs. 2,300 RBIs, 2,297 actually. Three-time gold glove, two-time NL batting champ, four-time home run and RBI champ, Hall of Famer in his first out. He only got 97.83 votes. So I don't know how many votes didn't vote him in, but uh, those guys should have had their cards taken away from him. Same guy that should have taken. Oh, yeah, the same, Jeter. Same guy that didn't give Jeter uh, his unanimous. That's, that's, but like I told you before, baseball baseball writers to me are the high school girls of the journalism world. Most of them, not all of them. Not all of them, but yeah. some of them are seriously the, like, come on, guys. Amazing. So it was just an amazing night. How about those uniforms of the Braves back then with the with the uh, the, the yeah and the a the feather and yeah, the a yeah. uh, I love those uniforms. the light the light blue with I the red it. and bring, the dark bring, blue bring those back man little titans little titans going on by the way did you see the new uniforms of the Buccaneers and Falcons <laughs> the redos yeah. the Buccaneers just went back to their Super Bowl team which yeah. they just changed the, the numbers yeah. basically yeah and then the Falcons did the ATL on the front of their jerseys. Yeah. But it looked like Bobby Boucher in uh, the movie with uh, Adam Sandler. Yeah, the Water Boy. Water Boy. Their uniforms suck. It's horrible. They did a matte, black matte finish yeah. on their helmet instead of the shiny black. Why not go back to the old reds of Steve Bartkowski, William Andrews? That red helmet was phenomenal. Man, they're trying to grab something. Atlanta's a tough sports town. Forget the black helmet. Everyone's got black helmets. Everybody's trying to play it, man. I'm not a I'm, the Rams. The Rams logo. That thing is garbage. Uh, I have to see their helmets. Oh, if they change the helmet, garbage. if they change the horns on the helmets, I'll be pissed. The logo, I really don't care about. I really don't. But don't change the horns on the helmet. We'll have to see how that goes. And there's a few other teams that are, that have tweaked their uniforms that we're going to see here in the next few days. But we're talking NFL. Have you seen the schedule? No. I'm. A, I want to see the schedule. I want to see how they many. Can't do the schedule. No, 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 no. But here's what I want to see. I want to see how many Tampa Bay games are on Sunday night and Monday night. Oh God, yeah. They've already sold like millions of Tom Brady Bro, jerseys. He's By the way, did have you, a ton of Sunday Monday night games? Did you hear Tom Brady with Howard Stern? Yeah. Today? I didn't listen to it, but I got some of the um, some of the stuff that he talks about. And uh, our boy Stevie uh, McDonald put some stuff together for me. I, he was on I with. Heard it, man. He was on with Stern. Yeah. He said. He knew it was his last year in New England before the season even started. Yeah, because he knew he knew what was he he knew he knew Belichick. He knew what it was about, and in fact, reportedly, he knew after they won the Super Bowl, he already knew. Isn't that something? Yeah. He said he also knew he did everything he could accomplish with the Pats. Yes, and he wishes them nothing but good luck unless he plays them in the Super Bowl. But going back to the Buccaneers, and they just changed their uniforms. 
You know how many Brady jerseys not have been bought? Not monumental change, though. Right. Like, don't go looking for I'm not, the— I'm not. I wish they brought back— they still had the throwback. They still got the throwback. I hope they had— They'll play in the throwbacks. I still hope they use yeah. the orange. I love that. The that. cream. Yeah. The cream sickle. I watched yeah. the, the uh, special on the Owen 26 bucks the other day again for like the 10th <laughs> time, and I just loved it. John McKay with that team, and uh, they couldn't do anything right. But join us on the phone because uh, it's football season. It's always football season. Always, it's, man. it's the Lions 24-7 here in Detroit. Our uh, good friend from the Free Press, Dave Burkett, Joins us. Hey Dave, you're on with Clarence and Maz. What's up, guys? How are you? Hey, Brother, good. I, I, so listen, we're asking everybody what what is Dave Burkett doing to uh, to stay busy, man? In this craziness. <laughs> well, I still got a lot of work going on. We know uh, the draft, you know, free agency, the draft. Yeah, yeah it's uh, yeah, things have evolved a lot from that standpoint. I mean, certainly, you know, going about it a little bit different and not having some of the same access we're used to, but. Uh, you know, still writing a lot, you know, doing all those things. Oh, but yeah. beyond that, you know, you're right. Like the the kids are, uh, you know, they're, they're they're doing school from home, uh, I guess. So that obviously presents a unique challenge. So, around all day and trying to keep them busy and occupied. Uh, but other than that, man, just uh, doing the social di- social distancing thing and uh, trying to do do our part to keep everyone healthy. So, Dave, if for some reason the Redskins go way right. And take Tua. That leaves Chase Young. I mean, at the at this point, are the Lions looking at all possible options? And do you think that all of this stuff about a quarterback being drafted in Washington is just the Redskins trying to just drum up, or you think they're serious? And and how could that obviously impact the Lions? No, that's garbage. They're not taking a, a quarterback. <laughs> they're they're going to take Chase Young. Uh, I mean, look, maybe there's a small chance they trade down, but Chase Young's the best player in the draft. Washington's going to take him at number two. If some team gets crazy and offers Washington a wild package of picks, you know, to go up and, and I guess get to, I mean, look, there's, there's plenty of debate in the NFL, whether Herbert's going to be the number two quarterback, but, um, you know, if a team jumps up to number two to take a quarterback then yeah, the Lions run to the podium to get, uh, Chase Young at number three. Can anyone change, uh, the Bengals mind? Like can the Bengals all of a sudden get, you know, from Carolina or, or, or name another team uh, in the top five? Uh, New York, the Giants. Yeah, yeah. Giants are Not four. Not the Giants. No, who's there's got to be someone that that wants that uh, wants uh, Joe Burrow. Do you think they would change yeah, their Dolphins. mind and take picks? That's what I meant. The, the Dolphins. Dolphins are five. That's what I meant. Yeah, yeah. The Dolphins are about the only one who would have the the capital to go up right. and do it. I mean, three first round picks. You know, a couple first rounders next year. They they'd have to give a whole lot to go up and do it. And and I don't even think Cincinnati would then because look, you're it's not like you're dropping from one to two. You know, you're dropping from one to five. So you don't know what quarterback you're going to get at five if another team is going to leap in front of you. Um, so I, I'd be surprised. I, I think Joe Burrow to Cincinnati, you know, it's too much of a, a great story, too. You know, he's a really good player, obviously coming off a fantastic season. He's from a couple hours away. His girlfriend's from Cincinnati. You yeah. know, it's, uh, it's one of those things where everything seems to match up for the, the Bengals. And, I you know, I could see the Dolphins uh, making an attempt, but the Bengals hang up the phone pretty quick. How about the Lions? Do you think they any chance of them trading down? What what's your odds on them trading down? Yeah, I do. I, I think that's you know, um I would say that's probably still the most likely scenario. You know, I uh, I I do worry about what sort of package they could get just because I don't know, you know, you hear so many different things about Tua and what teams are gonna be interested and how how, how high he's gonna go and, and you know, how big the injury concerns are about him that um I don't know what the Dolphins or and or the Chargers will want to, to give up to, to go up a couple spots. I think 
Now, we all know both those teams want quarterbacks, and there's you know two left that should go in the top ten. And um, I think ultimately there will be enough push that one of those teams wants to go up and make sure they get a quarterback, so the Lions will go down. But uh, you know, I, I'm not I'm not 100 percent sold that that's going to happen. Yet. Dave Burkett joins us from the Free Press, covers the Lions like nobody's business. Uh, this new way of doing the draft, obviously doing it from home. People have been saying, oh, I'm afraid I'm going to get hacked and all this. What's your, what's your take on the way the NFL's doing their draft and how it affects uh, the Lions here? Yeah, I mean, I, look, I, I think some of those concerns are, are legitimate, but, sure. you know, they might be a little overblown, too. I mean, you know, I, I don't know that the, uh, the NFL is going to uh, be using Zoom and have some of the issues that you know, people have had, you know, around the country with leaving draft rooms, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're Zoom meetings open, you know, the NFL is certainly not going to do that. So, um, I, you know, you might see them use Microsoft Teams or some something they have a partnership with. And, yeah, I think uh, it'll be different. You know, everyone has some the communication aspect of things from, you know, trying to be in touch with your own people, the uh, who you need to talk with for trades. You know, some of that might be impacted. But end of the day, look, they've got enough time to, to figure out how it's going to happen, to go through as many dry runs as they need, to have second and third and fourth backup plans. Um, I don't think we're we're going to have many issues when this thing goes off. Talking with Dave Burkett. So, Dave, people have said, again, just looking if this thing is plays conservative, the draft, Okuda is pure, but Isaiah Simmons is versatile. Of, of those two, what do the Lions, if you had to just, just gun to your head, pick one, do they need the just the pure, you know, generational cover corner or the versatile guy on defense? Which one do they need? Both. Well, I've given them Jeff Okuda in all three of my mock drafts, or all four of my mock drafts, I guess. So I, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going Okuda there, but I think it's pretty close. I mean, you know, Simmons is obviously a pretty versatile player, can do everything, you know, probably the best athlete in the draft. I mean, 6'4", 230, you know, runs like he runs, was, you know, uh, uh, you know, basically Olympic caliber, you know, long jumper. I mean, this, this guy's a special athlete. Um, but, you know, he's also a little more positionless and, you know, if you think he's a linebacker, the Lions are, are fairly solid at that position. You know, Okuda, to me, plays a more valuable position. Uh, he's just a, uh, as premium a player. Uh, he fits everything that the Lions want in terms of having, you know, the, the requisite athletic ability and length and, and uh, you know, the ability to play press man coverage. Uh, you know, I, I think you look at the way the, the Patriots have built their defense, what the Lions need most on defense, I think that matches up with Jeff Okuda. You see the uh, all-decade team came out, and I saw a couple of favorite Lions on there, and Dominican Sue and Calvin Johnson. And, of course, they have the same – well, they both left the Lions, I guess, I guess is, the, is the best way I could, I could describe this to you. What, what kind of team do you think this was? David? We've talked about this, Clarence and I, for a long time. I personally thought if they had changed course and kept Sue back in the day after that Dallas Cowboy game – Instead of him crying at the podium and leaving and knowing he's going to leave, they gave Matthew Stafford the extra court. They gave him the extended contract, which they probably didn't have to do at that time. What What do you think this team? That I think this team was rounding into into shape, man. Then to have the the defense as the number one calling card, and and it just hasn't been the same since, obviously. No, I mean, I think you're right that, you know, that 14 team, that, you know, looking back at it, that was a really good team and, and led by that defense. And, you know, if things had been a little different with that offense, 
know, maybe if they hadn't had a, a first year coordinator and, and maybe, you know, they were they had a, a few more, um, you know, pieces around Matthew Stafford that, that maybe they would have been able to sustain a little bit better. You know, I really go back to the, the, uh, you know, old collective bargaining agreement, I guess. I know it's an old song by now, but, you know, you got Stafford and Calvin and Sue all drafted under that thing. And, yep. and then all of a sudden the rules change. You know, you can't keep them and, Terrible. and rookie yeah. money is more slotted and, Certainly, if rookie money was like it is now, the Lions would have had more options with Indomitian to the franchise tag and such. Um, you know, I don't know. I don't know how it would have changed. I, I think it, it probably would have changed history a little bit. I mean, you know, if, if they, uh, you know, win that game in, in Dallas, and you know, whatever happens the rest of the year, I think maybe there's a there's a little more insurance that that next year, with, even if Sue leaves, that, that maybe people aren't fired midseason. You know, Mark Mayhew and, and Tom Lawand and. Uh, you know, so uh, certainly that uh, that era, that year, uh, that changed a lot, or that 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 set the charted the course for for Lions history quite a bit. And I can never get over that game. Obviously, I still think it was you know it was stolen. Obviously, I think it was you know I'll, I'll say it. I thought it was a, a fix, and, I, and I'll and I'll still say it was. It's disgusting. <laughs> that game, that game it's is disgusting. a part of your DNA. It, I'll never I'll never forget that game ever. It, it just it's going to haunt me for the rest of my life. You know, and, and I know it's it's sports. I get it, but I'm just talking about it. The sports part of my life will always be haunted by that game. Yeah, no, I mean that. It, legitimately, we Carlos and I, my colleague Carlos Menares, three press and I, we, we talked last year about the, sort of the most significant sports moment uh, in Detroit in the last decade, just sort of an end of decade thing. And that's what I said, man. That that game, you know, that flag, because you know, if that doesn't happen, I mean, who knows? You know, but the Lions are at least in position to to win that game, their first playoff win in yeah. you know twenty five years, essentially. And, and like I said, maybe that that sets the stage for something different happening in 2015, either with Sue staying. I don't think he would have, but with Sue staying, or even if Sue hadn't, you know, it gives the it gives Jim Caldwell and Martin Mayhew and that whole regime some some capital, you know, that that they could withstand a slow start. So, um, or maybe they don't even get off to a slow start the next year. Right. So, yeah, that uh, that flag, that game, that moment changed a lot. Talking with Dave Burkett, Dave, let me ask you, how different? Is Bob Quinn's tenure if he doesn't say, and again, if he if he doesn't say nine and seven isn't good enough, how different is the perception of him with fans, with uh, you know around? I mean, how how different are things if he just doesn't say that one comment? Do you think? You know, I've been asked that before, and truthfully, I, I don't think it's a, a lot different. I mean, yeah, it's been hung over his head a lot, but. You know what? Even if he didn't say it, they went from nine and seven to three twelve and one, yes. and no one's going to be happy when, when after going nine and seven and just missing the playoffs and making the playoffs the the previous two years, you drop down to six wins and then you drop down to three. I think regardless of what he said, the expectation would have been if you're changing coaches, uh, the only reason you're changing coaches is because you know you think that somebody else, the next coach, can get you to that next level, um, and and that certainly hasn't happened so far. So. I think, uh, you know, I think people would have realized that anyways. And, yeah, you know, it's uh, it's something that Bob probably regrets saying because it is over his head, but the bottom line is, is winning, and the Lions have done enough of that. Dave Briquette joins us here, Free Press. Uh, Lions, uh, April 23rd is the draft. They'll do it virtually, just like we're all doing things these days. So they have pick three. Let's say they keep it, or they let's say they stay at three and they take Jeff Okuda. What do you like at pick 35? Well, you know, my last mock draft, that's what I did. I went down to 35, and I uh, had him taking Wisconsin linebacker Zach Bond. 
um, you know, guy that was at the senior bowl that they got a, an up close look at, you know, just that versatile type. I mean, not the same kind of athlete as Isaiah Simmons is and can't do quite as much, but uh, from the linebacker spot, he can rush the passer. He can drop into coverage, you know, he plays the run. So um, we saw last year that Bob Quinn said, you know, that, that linebacker position, people who fit that and what the Lions look for are tough to find. And I think Zach would be a guy that would fit that, would add a little bit of, you know, edge presence and help with the pass rush. Um, certainly they need an offensive guard. You know, they uh, I could see them in such a deep draft at, at wide receiver and running back that I could see them getting some help there in round two. But I went defense still because I think that's the biggest area that this that this team needs help at on that side of the ball. Does a guy like Jonathan Taylor drop to the second round? You know, he might. I I, uh, I had him in my, my first round mock after the, the combine, but I dropped him out uh, this last one just because I thought, uh, you know, the, the concerns about his fumble problems are you know, that, that might scare some teams off. Amir Abdullah-esque. Yeah. Amir yeah, Abdullah-esque. that with the position he plays. So exactly. I, you know, but he's a guy that could be, he'll probably go in that mix, you know, 25 yeah. to 45 right around there. So I wouldn't hate it if the Lions added into their, their roster. How about a backup quarterback? Not a backup quarterback. The heir apparent to Matthew Stafford. Oh, no, you yes, didn't. The oh, heir apparent. we can't talk. Can we draft Matt, he's never yeah. leaving, can we? Can we draft Matt's the heir apparent? Leaving. I mean, how many times are you going to draft this high? You hope you don't do it again. Well, yeah, the only person who fits that bill is, you know, Tua or Justin Herbert, you know. And, well, no, I mean, the, three, the secondary quarterbacks. This, I mean, there's some still good quarterbacks out there that you can get. I, I've seen, yeah. it, I don't know. It's not worth it to me. I mean, look, it, you know, you got to spend a pretty high pick on a quarterback. Otherwise, you're just throwing darts. And, and you know, I know people have talked about Jalen Hurts or you know some of those, I guess, day two type you know quarterbacks. But I, if you're not, if you're not, if you think that you need to get the backup to Matthew Stafford, the heir apparent to Matthew Stafford, that means you're planning on this guy taking over for Stafford in the next three years. That's all Stafford has left on his contract. Then you better take that guy in the first round. You know, because otherwise, a you're risking your guy not being there. And B, what are you what are you doing? I mean, that's the most important position on your team. So if you want a quarterback, if you think you need one to replace Matthew Stafford right now, you take him up high and you make sure you get your. To guy. me, you have to trade with Miami, Dave. You have to. You have to get two picks in that first round at least. Give up the third. Take two picks. Take the fifth and whatever other one Miami wants to give you, and grab a quarterback with your second pick. Yeah, you know I. I I, well, again, I, I, I disagree on that. I, I just, look, I think if you're not taking him up high, you're not taking him. But, you know, the other thing is, again, I just don't know. I, I don't know what at the end of the day the value of that pick will be or, or how how much teams will go up to try to, to get that guy. I mean, look, the line, or the, the Dolphins, I'm sorry, you know, they're, they're picking, uh, what are they picking, 5 Fine. and 18, I think, in 27, right, 26, yeah. 27. I, they're not giving up 18 to go up that high. I mean, maybe they give up 26. The, the trade value chart, it says almost to the numbers that, that the Dolphins give up five and they give up their, their second-round pick, which is 39, I think. So, you know, if you get if you get 39 and five and you're getting another pick or maybe a pick next year, like, that's the value of that pick. And now because it's a quarterback, maybe there's a little premium and you end up getting that, that pick late in the, the first round, 27 or 28, whatever it is. Uh, but I, I just don't know, and and I, you know, the Chargers. That's the other team. Look, six in in thirty seven. Right. That's their pick. Yeah, uh, they, they pick a little earlier in round two. So either way, you're going to have, you know, uh, three of the first forty picks in the draft. And I just don't. If you're not taking the quarterback up top, I wouldn't take one because I think you can get beyond not getting your guy or that guy maybe not being the type of player you would get at the top of the draft. Uh, I think 
uh, you know, in round two, you can still get a very good contributor that's going to help you in 2020. So if I put you on the spot, Dave, all right, and we're not going to go to fantasy land like the, the Twitter fans want us to, if we just stay, just if I call this Dave Burkett's um, plausible yet, you know, kind of kind of out there, you know, Lions Lions move. What would that be? What's the what's the bold but plausible Dave Burkett move for the Lions? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know how bold it is, but and you know, I haven't predicted any trades in my mock, but I mean, I, I would think it's either going to be you're trading down to five with Miami and again maybe you get that that second first round pick or you're trading with the Chargers and you get their one or two and then you get you know probably a two next year and maybe a little bit more and and so you know again I I don't know that it's that bold but I think that's the most plausible scenario and it just depends on you know which of those teams likes which quarterback and and what the market is you know again Tua's got the hip he's got the ankles there's a lot of injury questions about him does the team really want to risk some draft capital to go up and get him you know, Justin Herbert, same thing. You know, I know people that, that didn't think a ton of of, of Herbert coming into the, the year or during the season, I guess, and maybe thought Jordan Love was a better player. But Herbert's going to go second or third. He's going to be second or third quarterback taken. So uh, that's what I see happening for the Lions. All right, Dave. Thanks very much for coming on with us, man. We'll check back with you before April 23rd. Good luck, man. All right, guys. Stay safe. Thank you, you too, man. Dave Briquette, Free Press, Lions beat rider. I'm I'll telling you that. right Bold now. Bold but plausible. Lions, Bold but plausible. Lions are trading that pick. I'm telling you, you could book it. And I'm going to tell you what. The Chargers are going to jump ahead of Miami. We're going to get the Chargers. First round pick. We're going to get their first round pick Which and their what, second six? round pick. Six. Okay. And we'll still get one of those two defenders, Simmons or Okuda. You think so? Yeah, I do. I really do. Yeah. They'll be there. It's about time. They'll be there. It's about time something good happens. Because the, the Giants, franchise. the Giants will more than likely take O line. Yeah, they're not gonna take a quarterback. No, they got to take a quarterback, but they need O line. Yeah, I mean they gotta. You got or a receiver. You got Danny Dimes in. You got you got a receiver. You got for the guy. Saquon. Get a receiver. Get Judy if you're a Giants fan. Hey, on the line is our buddy uh, the Sandman, Brendan Senate. Uh, we got a minute with you, B. I know you probably heard. You're probably calling about Brady talking to uh, Howard Stern, right? <laughs> No, you know, I just want to call, call and say hi. I missed the show, man. You know, miss being in my seat. You know, it's uh, scary times we live in. You know, I know I was texting with you guys over the weekend. I text with you guys a lot. So it's just uh, it's a bummer that I'm not there with you guys. But hopefully hopefully sooner than later. It's good to hear I'll your voice. More bra- I'll be braver than, than, than uh, as brave as you guys are. I guess nah, you know, you know, you're playing it smart, man. You got a young family at home. You're playing it smart. Uh, Clarence and I basically, you know, we we've given up. So you know, we're out here. And, yeah, <laughs> no, we haven't like, given up. We're still watching ourselves right. too, man. But what'd you think about uh, your boy Brady talking with uh, Howard Stern today? What'd you take out of that? Um, uh, I mean, I still feel the same way. I'm 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 upset with them. I I, I mean, I'd say 98 percent of Patriots fans are are getting a free pass and they're thanking him for the 20 years and they're and they're saying it's time. And I'm 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 angry. I'm I think he. They could have made another run. They would still own that division, even with limited weapons. I think they can get weapons through the draft. And he they said they were weapons. done. He said they were done. Done. But I, and he I gave you twenty. Them. He gave you twenty, bro. Say twenty years. I want you to think about where were you twenty years ago? Twenty years what were ago, you, what were you nine? What? what were you nine years old? No, shut up, man. We're close <laughs> in age. I was. Uh, uh, it, it was. It was two thousand. I was. Uh, you know, I was getting ready to graduate. I just graduated college. I was I was full of piss and vinegar. 
20, he gave them 20 and, and, years. Yeah, I mean, a lot's changed in 20 years. I've grown up a lot, obviously, but, you know, hey, man, I, I just wanted him to take a shot at one more. It's Why? Gonna break but, but my here's heart a, to see him play in another But did you, did you hear the interview and what he said, though, man? It's not about, if he wins one more, what? And then what? It does nothing. Legacy, his legacy is set. This is a whole legacy. different run at Legacy, bro. This is way different. This is just this is reinvigorating him. Yes. Is what it is. That's all it is. I I, I get it, but in the way, so I think he's, he's he's I think in that way he's doing the fans of New England kind of dirty. That's just how I feel, man. You know, it's like any relationship, any breakup. We've all had bad breakups in our life. I feel like this is a bad breakup. I, I just I'm not happy about it. I, I I have come around to the fact that I'm excited for the first time in 20 years that I'm just like. 30 other football teams. I'm taking out the Lions and the Browns that that I don't know what the football season's going to be holding. There's not that expectation of winning a championship. I'm excited to be a normal football fan. I'm yeah. excited to see what Stidham can do. I've come around to that. So so I am looking forward to that part of the football season, but I am I'm not rooting for Brady. I hope he does bad there. <laughs> I I I'm just I, I want him to retire. And, and just get get on. I can't wait till he retires. I'm not going to root for him until his retirement press conference. That's All right, where I'm at. We got to run, B. Thanks for calling in. Man. Right, love you guys. Miss you. Shut up, man. Miss you too. I love you, bad breakup. I ain't never had a breakup that I didn't cause or know was coming ahead of time. Yep. Never. Well, they, hey, there you go. You're, you're C Black. You're, you're money in the bank. All right. <laughs> Thanks, B. <laughs> Hey, Steven, right, later. Stevie Bye. McDonald, our producer, uh, writes in. He's watching the show. He says, an interesting note, back in 2012, Tigers catcher Alex Avila with a two-run walk-off home run on the 11th. They win 13-12 to over the Red Sox and sweep them to start yeah. the year at 3-0. Yep. So a little bit, yeah, uh, little bit of Tigers in Love there for it. you, Love the week it. of Al K-Line. Stay safe, man. Stay safe, everyone. Thanks to the guys behind the glass, David and Angel, Jess in the back as well. It's Clarence Black and Tom Mazaway. We'll see you next time on NRM Streamcast. Be healthy.